Hey, welcome back to another episode of Internet Exposition. I am your host, uh, Kevin Emery. Had to think about what my name was for a second. <laughs> uh, today, I was going to do... It's been a while since I've talked about Twitch a little bit, so I want to talk about a little bit of... Uh, you know, a little bit of topic on that today. What? What do you have to say? You don't have to watch my stream, Mom! I think I saw What are you doing in here? Get out! I'm streaming! What does that mean? Live stream interruption. Specifically, one Twitch streamer, uh, Zacharon, um, who I actually originally discovered through YouTube, but he is actually more active on Twitch than he is on uh, YouTube. He is really well known uh, in his community for being a uh, having a lot of information about the Elder Scrolls uh, games. Uh, if you're not familiar with those games basically they're just it's a really popular rpg series there's five main series and of course there's elder scrolls online which came out after elder scrolls 5 uh it's a series that's been around for a long time since the early 90s the first game came out it's made by bethesda uh, but he uh, knows a lot about the elder scrolls universe like he has had youtube videos that go into very specific details about things and it's that's actually amazing. Most of the stuff I know about Elder Scrolls, I actually learned from him. Not everything, but most of the stuff. A good portion of it I learned through playing the games and listening to podcasts and stuff like that too. But I actually kind of wish he had a podcast because if he did, I would listen to it all the time. Because like I said, this the guy, this guy's information on stuff is really well done. And like I said, he, uh, he definitely knows his stuff. But if you're um, if you like the Elder Scrolls and the Elder Scrolls, spe specifically the Elder Scrolls Online, but he plays uh, uh, Skyrim a lot too, which is the fifth Elder Scrolls game. Um, on Twitch, he's pretty active on Twitch. I think he's on here at least like once a week or so. And he plays mostly Elder Scrolls Online, but he also plays Skyrim quite a bit. And um, so if that's something you're interested in, I would definitely recommend check him out. I, I watch him from time to time. Watching someone play uh, The Elder Scrolls is not as entertaining to me as playing it. I'm one of those people. It really depends on the game for me. Some games are just, I really love this. Uh, like, I might really love a video game series or love a game or something. And I love to play it, but it's just not very entertaining to watch someone play it, you know, if that makes sense. And then in some games, it's, uh, I like the games, and then I also like, it's also fun to watch people play. But for uh, Elder Scrolls, it's just one of those series to me. It's it's not as entertaining to watch someone play. I have watched YouTube videos before um, of people playing, and also Twitch streams as well. But it's just not my go-to game series when it comes to watching other people play video games. Uh, typically, I'm more Minecraft to me is much more interesting to watch someone play. I don't know why that is. I've never been able to quite put my finger on why certain games are more entertaining than others to watch someone play. But yeah, Elder Scrolls to me, it's kind of like I said, one of those things where I'm just like, eh, you know, um, it could. I, like I said, I do love to play it, but it's just not one of those where I, you know, necessarily want to watch someone play. Um, but he, like I said, I think he's actually played every single Elder Scrolls game on here, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I believe Daggerfall, which is the second El Elder Scrolls game, I believe is his favorite. I 
could be mistaken about that. Uh, what I really like about Zachron is he, um, in spite of the fact that he really talks up the older Elder Scrolls games, he also really loves the newer ones too. He he's able to appreciate each Elder Scrolls game for what it is, and I think that's what you have to kind of do when you approach this series. You're literally talking about a series that has, like I said, has been around since the early '90s. It's still going strong today, and it's actually more popular today than it's ever been. Um. So it's like sometimes when newer fans go back and play the older games, it's really hard for them to get into them, maybe because of the graphics or the clunky controls, or they just the game plays very differently, and they're just like, whoa, they're kind of blown away by the differences and stuff. Um, and then sometimes it's vice versa. You might be an older Elder Scrolls fan. Maybe you grew up playing the series back during Daggerfall and uh, you know, or Morrowind, and you... Um, as the games went over to Oblivion, Skyrim, Elder Scrolls Online, you just couldn't get on board with these uh, newer games because they changed a lot of stuff. And I, like I said, I'm one of those people, I can appreciate every game for what it is. I actually like it when game series uh, mix things up, they change things a bit because it's like, I don't want to play the same game over and over again just with better graphics. And there, are, unfortunately, there's a lot of game series that do do that. But the Elder Scrolls is not one of them. Like I said, that's what I love about the Elder Scrolls. It's a game series that has evolved quite a bit over the years. And some people say it's for the better. Some people say it's for the worst. It really just depends on, um, you know, what your point of view is on things and on gaming and stuff. Like I said, I I think each one. Now, I will admit Morrowind is my favorite, which is the third one. But I still love the later ones. I still love Oblivion, Skyrim. I have not played very much of Elder Scrolls Online, so I can't really give too strong of an opinion about it. Um, but it looks really entertaining. Um, I think it would be a lot of fun to play if I just, uh, you know, got around to playing. It's just I'm so busy with all these different projects. You know, I got like 50 podcasts, a YouTube channel, and I work a full-time job. And I have kids, too, so it's like it's really hard for me to make a lot of time to sit down and uh, play some of these games. But I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I got on my, you know, my to-do list, so to speak. Um, but, yeah, it's like um, – and he seems to be the same way as I am. Like I said, he – I believe Daggerfall is his favorite, but he's also willing to appreciate, like I said, the other ones, too. He said he, he's talked about how much he lo- loves Oblivion and loves a, and loves Skyrim. Um um, you know, and he's he's admitting that these games are not perfect in his eyes, but he can still love them for what they are. And, you know, of course, he really likes Elder Scrolls Online as well. And um, I can really, like I said, relate to that because of the fact, and I think that's one of the reasons, like I said, why I have uh, really appreciated his Twitch streams, his YouTube videos and stuff like that. And I really wish he had a podcast uh, because, like I said, I could. he's just one of those people, I could hear him yak all day long about Elder Scrolls because, like I said, his knowledge is just so rich in the series. He knows quite a bit. And I already follow like three or four different Elder Scrolls podcasts as it is. And what the heck, why not one more, you know, to follow? And there's even more than that that I don't follow. Um, so, But I'm getting way off topic here. But yeah, Zach Ryan, I really like, uh, if you're a big fan of the Elder Scrolls series and you 
sometimes with people they don't know much about the entire series as a whole and maybe you're interested because sometimes while he's doing his twitch streams he'll actually talk about stuff and reference older games and if that's something that might be interesting to you because like maybe you're new to the series and you want to know more about the series as a whole the lore as a whole uh, he's definitely one to go to because like i said sometimes with twitch streamers and i'm not downing the other ones they're all really great too uh, but when they play Elder Scrolls, sometimes they only really are familiar with like the newer games, or maybe they've only played online, um, so they don't know much about the other uh, series and stuff, and so they don't have as much uh, information to give as a whole of the series. But Zach Ryan, like I said, he's the exception. He knows a lot. He's been playing the series since he was young. I I believe Daggerfall was actually his first game, and then he went back and played Arena, and of course played Morrowind when it came out. Etc. Etc. But yeah, I definitely recommend checking him out. I will uh, link his uh, Twitch account in the uh, show notes, so the link will be in the show notes. You can check him out if you want to. So, so on YouTube uh, birthdays today, we got uh, it is July twenty second today. So let's give some shout outs here. We got uh, Juice Box TV. Uh, he is turning uh, 14 today. He's an uh, American former YouTuber from Kansas City, Kansas. Oh, so he's a former YouTuber. Uh, oh, he deleted his account. Gotcha. But, you know, he used to be a YouTuber, so I guess we could celebrate his birthday. I didn't read that until after I had already pulled it up, but that's cool. So, um, We got Gabe Keith. It is his birthday today. Let's see. He is turning 17. Um, he's not only popular on YouTube, but he's also a TikTok star video creator. Um, so happy birthday to Gabe. It is a, a gong Kimbar, Kim, Kimbar. I have no idea how to pronounce that. Uh, they're turning, or it's a twin. I think they're twins turning 20 today. Um, Let's see if I can read this real quick. Uh, YouTuber Annoyed Fish. Hold on. Yeah, they're definitely twins. Okay, so their channel's not inactive anymore, but they talked a lot about music, comedy, and film and stuff like that. So, hmm, never heard of them. Uh, it is Gentle Whispering's birthday today. Um, she is turning 35, let's see, she is a YouTuber, she makes ASMR videos, she lived in the United, United States since May 2006, she currently resides in California, she, up, oh, got an ad, she uploaded her first video June, uh, 2011, so not too, uh, right around the time I started to, as of February 2021, she has over 2.02 million subscribers. Nice. So happy birthday to her. It is James Arnold Taylor's birthday today. Uh, he is turning, uh, does it say? Yeah, he's turning 52. He is a, oh. Where did the information go? Okay, he's an American YouTuber. A uh, YouTube channel that creates voiceover videos. Nice. Never heard of them. And then there's voiceover Pete. Speaking of voiceover. <laughs> there's voiceover Pete. He is turning 62 today. 
He is a American YouTuber, streamer, voice actor, comedian, and spokesperson. He is known for his voiceovers on games, with uh, which quickly became memes. Uh, and he got involved with it uh, further. So, oh wow! So some of his voiceovers actually became memes. Nice. And that is all the birthdays today. So on news today, internet news, Instagram can now automatically translate text in stories. And I didn't even read this article. I already had realized this, or I noticed this on Instagram before I even read this article is basically what I'm trying to say. (laughs) I was on Instagram earlier, and I was scrolling through uh, the different stories, you know, the little bubbles you click on the top. And uh, someone I follow on there that speak, I believe they were speaking Spanish, and... um, and I saw at the top, I noticed it said C translation. So I clicked on it. It's right under their uh, username. And then it, it pulled up a little white box and uh, showed you what the translation was to your language. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And I was like, because sometimes, yeah, like I said, they, uh, when you're, it's like, it's nice when you're look, scrolling through their page, you know, you can see what the translation is. But sometimes uh, when you're looking at their stories, it's like you have no idea what they're saying. So it's just like if you don't speak their language. And that's really helpful in today's world because, like, there's so much rapid communication across the world now thanks to the Internet. And it's becoming more and more extreme as time goes on with apps like TikTok and Instagram and stuff like that. Um, I know, like I said, I follow a lot of people that don't speak English at all on Instagram. So sometimes I'm scrolling through their stuff and I have no idea what they even they're even saying. And so this st- just more and more stuff like this is really helpful in moving that along. It says Instagram is adding a new option to automatically translate text in story post. Uh, the company announced today. Now, when the service detects a foreign language in the post, it will display. Uh, C uh, C translation option on the top left of the screen, like it says, right under the username, um, which users can tap to see a translation at the bottom. Instagram says a new translation feature will be available globally and currently supports over 90 languages, this decent amount actually, to make uh, sharing content with an international audience easier. The feature whose uh, development was previously reported, app researcher uh, Alessandro, I don't know how to pronounce that last name, means there's no um, between Instagram stories and traditional posts. In 2016, Instagram added automatic translations to comments, captions, and user bios, but failed to include the feature with stories, such as launch, a, uh, which launched a month later. Uh, yeah, like I said, um, I re- it's easy, like I said, if any time someone posts like maybe a story and a post, uh, then you know what they're saying because, like I said, they'll put it in their description or their bio or something. But it's like if they have a post that's only in their stories and it's in another language, then it's like then you can't understand what they're saying. So now they added that feature in, so now you can do that, which is really cool. Um, I thought that uh, that amazed me when I first saw that. I was like, "Oh, is this a new feature? Was this just is just this just something they're trying out?" I was confused, but then I saw this article and immediately jumped on it because, like, it's like, "Oh yeah, I noticed that earlier." So this is definitely a new feature, which is really cool. So it's time now for the most fantastic memes on the internet. They're fantastic memes, so fantastic. They're meme tastic.
So today on Meme-tastic, we got some pretty good memes today. Uh, one in particular I think is absolutely hilarious and I relate to this one very well. Um, says, when your friend comes over unannounced, so you have no time to clean. <laughs> and your house is like just a wreck and you got crap all over the place. It's just like, please don't tell anyone I live like this. <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely me. Like, if you ever come to my apartment unannounced, it's like, you're going to be in for quite a surprise. Maybe it's not quite as bad as that picture lets it up to be, but it, it can be pretty bad sometimes. Uh, says me staring into nothing in my room, like you just got the stairs, and uh, the ghost in the corner of my room. Oh, crap, he's on to me. <laughs> like, nope, just got the stairs. Uh, says you're a Redditor. Uh, let's see what America is up to today. Birds are not real. Oh, that's cool, I guess. <laughs> yeah, uh, Americans. It says, when you throw a rock at the blind kid and he catches it. Oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, crap just got real. Uh, this one says, don't call me a Karen. Does Karen things. I'm the victim. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what Karens do. I think that's what people that kind of... Uh, uh, for lack of a better term, bully other people. Uh, they do in general. That's like they'll sit there and bully other people, but then they act like anytime the tables are turned, you know, then they act like it's the end of the world for them. Like they can dish it out, but they can't take it, kind of thing. <laughs> this one says back to school ads. Me just trying to enjoy my summer. Go away! Yeah, no kidding. I remember that when I was a kid and I'd see back to school ads and I'd be like, oh god, just shut up already. <laughs> This is the part of the podcast where we talk about YouTube commenters, the meanest people in the entire world. They slither out of their bitter graves to come and attack on YouTubers when YouTube commenters attack. So here on YouTube commenters attack, uh, we got some Pretty decent YouTube comments today. Maybe not quite as good as the ones yesterday, but there's some good ones. It says, whenever you feel useless, remember the the gray carpets like me exist. Carpet. And it's literally the account. It says carpet, and it's just a picture of a gray carpet. Like, that's probably the most pointless YouTube comment I've ever seen. Uh, this this Apparently, this comment is being spread all over, like, a bunch of YouTube videos. I don't know what in the world that they're trying to promote here i mean i don't really i've read it several times and i just don't get it so let's pray for those children's who doesn't have their parents they are real legend and i'm like what are they talking about orphans are they talking about uh are they you know i'm confused as to what they're talking about and why all of a sudden are they just commenting this all over youtube i guess that's pretty common though i will say in, in youtube though in general it's like you see a trend and then everybody suddenly starts commenting it's kind of like i remember when the youtube comments of the um what were those comments the um it's like the youtube comments that talk about youtube comments and they're like they'll say like 80% of the comments talking about this, 10% uh, of the comments talking about this, and then the other 10 talking about this, you know. And then uh, once you started seeing that, then I started seeing those YouTube comments all over the place. And it's like, because other people, I guess, they don't know how to think for themselves, so they just copy those same comments and do the same thing. 
But I don't see that comment quite as often, but every once in a while I'll bump into a YouTube video that where you still see someone saying something like that. But I remember when I used to, like I said, see that flooded everywhere. All right, this next one is kind of mean, but if you know who Pro ZD is and what he looks like, and someone said in the comments, this is really mean, I feel bad for reading it, but this is called YouTube Commenters Attack after all. It says, uh, not often a child actor uh, still enjoys his work once he grows up. I'm glad you still like Up. Because <laughs> if you don't get it, like if you know what Pro ZD looks like, he, he apparently, he looks a lot like the kid on uh, in the movie Up. So, and I can't remember the kid's name because I haven't seen that movie in forever. But like, uh, I've never noticed this before. But yeah, when I read that comment, I looked up, I was like, he does look a lot like the kid on Up. Like I never noticed that before, but I was just like, "Oh, that's really mean." As this one, next one says, "If idiots could fly, TikTok would be an airport." Oh man, people are brutal sometimes. Uh, this last one says, "I never change my underwear because I don't let shit bother me." Yeah, nice. But yeah, that's pretty much all uh, for today's uh, general the main podcast uh toward at the end of the podcast i always talk about esports so if you're not interested in esports um you know obviously you, this is probably the end of the podcast for you if you are interested or maybe you're new to esports and you want to know more about it this might be a great place to um be you can continue watching like i said i save this purposely for the end of the podcast because this is kind of a new segment and uh, obviously not everybody listening, you know, for maybe the YouTube stuff or Twitch stuff, TikTok, etc., may be interested in esports. But I felt like it should belong in this podcast because a lot of talk shows and stuff like that do talk about sports. They have a sports section, but since this isn't a standard uh, talk show, this is a talk show about like uh, the internet community in general, uh, I thought it would be appropriate to do an esports section. So like I said, if you are interested interested in esports, uh, this uh, might be the place for you. It's just adding more information. But like I said, I did save it for the end because I was like, well, people aren't interested. They may not care at all about it. So that way you you don't miss out on any of the general uh stuff on the podcast uh you can still listen to everything but then you can just like i said just check out whenever you um when the esports part comes on but in today's esports uh segment we do have some pretty uh interesting information here um never really saw this coming but it also doesn't surprise me either some news in esports today is uh, Fairfax County Public Schools will launch an esports program this year. Um, if you're familiar with how like the sports programs in schools, colleges, and school really schools in general uh, work, uh, you know there's always like they always have a basketball team, a football team, you know, blah blah blah. Sometimes they'll even go further than that if they're really like a school that has a lot of um, you know, maybe a lot of money or it's a popular school or whatever, a lot of funding. Uh, sometimes they'll even have, um, even stuff beyond that, but sometimes they'll have gymnastics and sometimes they'll even have like a, a tennis uh, program and stuff like that. So basically some, some schools are now jumping on board with this whole esports thing. Um, some people are still against this. So, so this might be something that 
will take some time for people to warm up to, especially now that it's trying to spread into schools. But this school is basically embracing it. It says, at Fairfax County, student athletes won't be headed to courts or fields this winter, but instead to the computer labs. As the 10th largest school district in the county prepares to launch an eSports program, the Fairfax County Public Schools Athletes Director detailed the new uh, infinitive to Tyson's reporter saying the new program will connect students in high schools through a popular soccer-like game in which players drive futuristic cars called Rocket League. So basically it's going to be Rocket League. Um, I think it's going to be a great opportunity for students like uh, Bill Curran. Uh, director of, of FCPS office, the student activities and athletes. Nothing house students will have another way to fit in. I think we're going to have 25 highly competitive schools in the esports realm. While concerns about student screen time have persisted, um, even as COVID-19 pandemic forced schools to adopt uh, virtual learning, competitive online gaming has become increasingly popular with both high schools and colleges getting into the esports action. The market research of New Zoo reported in March that esports viewership increased from nearly uh, 398 million people globally in 2019 to nearly 436 million in 2020 and could potentially reach 474 million this year. The NCAA governing uh, board voted in April 2019 against bringing esports under its uh, preview or purview. Um, even an associate association noted the rapid growth of esports in NCAA uh, campuses. Um, he said, you're, go you're going to see this ball roll faster and faster, Kerem said. The ESPN launched a new... Uh, Intentative to cover esports in 2016, though it shut down the division down last year in 2018, became the first TV uh, network to air professional gaming contest in prime time for the cartoon style multiplayer online battle game League of Legends. YouTube and Twitch have also streamed content worth billions of dollars and expected to grow annually, though that's just a small slice of video game industry. Yeah. Uh, let's see. It goes on to say the Virginia High School League, which uh, governs sports activities and um, com com competitions in the public school throughout the Commonwealth, introduced esports as a pilot program in 2019 before approving it as the uh, emerging activity uh, for 2020 slash 2021 school year that could become uh, sanctified or sanctified <laughs> sanctioned sectioned as an official VHSL activity. Fairfax Public uh, or County School uh, Schools currently looking for coaches to participate in its esports program which has been in the works for me then two years, will appropriate under its activities, athletes, office, some teachers who have already shown interest in helping according to uh, Curran. Students will have to pay uh, a $64 fee each season, though they start at company play VS, uh, which approves computer games and requires students to maintain eligibility. 
through its grades and attendance, uh, FCPS is looking for ways to prevent the fee from becoming a barrier to participation with schools um, expected to open for in real learning five days a week this fall. FCPS plans have students participate in existing computer labs rather than remotely like a traditional uh, sports team. Um, Current says Fairfax County esports teams will likely have jerseys. Our kids, you know, they're already playing the games, Curran said. They're really ready to go, and they're eager for us to start this. Yeah. So when I saw this, it surprised me, but at the same time, it didn't surprise me. But what this could potentially do is not only could this change things and move things along faster in making esports more popular, because it is something that's been slowly getting more and more popular, like it mentioned in this article the last about three or four years now. And like I said, even I just recently got into it, you know, maybe good six months to a year ago. And uh, so I'm still fairly new to the whole thing. And But moving this into public schools, for anybody who knows how sports works, what's popular in schools and popular in colleges often translates to it being popular in the mainstream, at least in the, um, the area, the, um, the um, culture area. Because, um, you know, in some areas, certain sports are popular and some sports are not. Sports in general are more popular in the U.S. than other parts of the country, with maybe the exception of football or soccer, as we call it in the U.S. Um, but things that get really popular, like I said, in schools often cause it to get more popular in the mainstream because baseball is probably not the most popular sport in schools I mean, it's there, it exists, and people do play, but it's not nearly as popular as sports like football, American football, and uh, basketball. And for this reason, it's caused these two mega sports to be, like, really popular in the U.S. because of the fact that how popular it is in schools and colleges, uh, universities, and, uh, you know, of course, they even have their own sports Uh, teams and stuff like that so this like I said doing this just something as small as this in some school counties having this I think it said it was wet in Virginia or whatever um, doing something like this could uh, potentially in 5, 10 maybe even 15 years from now I could see a big change happening in the sports world um, not only in schools, but also I could potentially see esports eventually creating a much, much bigger mainstream attention than it has now. Because right now it's mostly got attention through the internet community, and uh, you know you got people on Twitch that watch it, and some people on YouTube, like I said, the Call of Duty League and uh, stuff like that. And there's various games they play. But I could essentially see esports, like I said, becoming a much more mainstream attention in 10, 15 years from now um, because of things like this. And um, the reason why I say that is if you know anything about, like, I'll use basketball as an example because I'm a huge uh, NBA fan. I love basketball. Um, if you know anything about the history of basketball, basketball was actually invented in a college or a university back in the early 1900s. I think it was in the 1920s or 30s. And um, 
the coach, they were playing other sports and stuff, but the coach was looking for a new game for them to play because he, he kind of said he was getting bored with some of the same sports over and over again. And um, so he basically came up with this concept of having a ball that you could bounce across the court and then you could, he's like, he put two baskets on each side. And when I say baskets, I mean literally like a basket. <laughs> like you throw the ball into the basket and then they would actually have to pull the bas- the ball back out and throw it back out onto the court because it didn't have a bottom to it. And um, and so they played it for a while and it got, uh, they the most of the, the students at the college really liked it. And they were like, oh, this game's really fun. It's like, what should we call this game? And the coach was like, well, we have a basket and a ball. Let's just call it basketball. And so they it stuck. And then, it, like I said, it started slowly spreading out to other campuses, other schools, other universities. And then it got more popular from there throughout the uh, 40s, 50s, and 60s. You know, it, our, it spread its way into high schools and stuff like that. And then by the 70s, they came out, they were already coming out with the uh, American Basketball Association, you know, and they started coming up with regions and stuff like that for certain teams to have stuff. You know, the Lakers got started, I think, in the late 70s. You know, they were originally in Michigan. And then they, re- oh, of course, later on, they relocated over to L.A. and California. But um, and various other teams as well all started around this time. And then, of course, the NBA, I believe, started in the 80s. And then it got even more popular throughout the 80s, late 80s, 90s, and then early 2000s. And it just continued to explode with popularity. And it all started because of this one little, uh, in this one little college, this one uh, university. And so basically just kind of created a domino effect where it just got more and more popular. And that's kind of how a lot of sports have started. And, um, Sort of. Some sports have started in different ways because, like I said, I think baseball actually started as a um, more of a street sport, um, you know, that people just kind of played outside and then it got, you know, more attention in schools and universities because kids, um, you know, wanted to play it more in school as well as more of a competitive thing, a more professional competitive thing. So then I think that's what kind of caused that one. And uh, football may be the same. I think football may have actually started um, on actually on the street, uh, American football, that is. And then it just slowly, uh, you know, pushing it to get try to get it into the schools. But that's why, like I said, I think that's what makes basketball unique because it actually started in a school. And esports, if you could get, like I said, if you could get it into the school in some way, whether it be a university or a, you know, a high school, which it looks like here it's going to be in a high school. And um, then you can get slowly push it much quicker to get more mainstream attention because then other people that don't even know anything about esports, maybe even never even heard of it. There might be some millennials or a boomer, you know, baby boomers that like, uh, you know, like my mom is an example. She don't even know what esports is. She never even heard of it, really. And so when I talk about it, she doesn't even really know what I'm talking about. And I'm sure there's a lot of other older adults that are the same way. So if there's older adults with kids that may not know anything about esports, and I'm sure there's probably plenty of millennials that don't either. Um, and then their kids start pl- getting involved in these programs in schools, and it gets them to know about it. They catch attention, and you, know, you kind of see where this goes. And that's why I say, like I said, if you can get it into the schools, if you can get it into the universities, uh, then it gets more mainstream attention. And I'm fully behind this. 
Um, I definitely think esports needs more mainstream attention. I believe esports is the sports of the future. I think we will see a day that more physical activities will take, uh, in terms of sports, that is, will take much more of a back seat, and esports will rise to become much more popular. I think we will see this day. Now, it may take some time before that happens, but I think we will see a day and age, at least in America, that is. So the great thing about esports is it's also popular all over the world because it's also extremely popular in Japan, of course, because video games in general are popular in Japan. But it's also popular in other parts of the world, too. you got uh, Europe and uh, even um, in a lot of Middle Eastern countries. It's very popular there as well, and even in South America. Um, but yeah, so mostly focusing on U.S. here, um, though. But yeah, it's just I could definitely see this making a huge difference one day if um, you know this continues that way. I think other schools will catch in and they'll say, "Hey, well, maybe there is a you know could be a purpose here. Maybe we should bring it into our school as well." And uh, right now, they're looking, like I said, for more coaches, uh, teachers to help teach these things because you know kids that may want to play they may not know much about these video games and they need to learn strategies and stuff like that you need to understand things for kids from that point of view the only problem is is i think you would need to at least have some uh, information about it if you were joining because like they'll even do that at schools on sports teams like if you you know if you're terrible at the sport you're not going to make the team you know uh, like if you just can't play at all, but you know if you have at least some experience where the coach sees potential, then you know of course he might let you on the team, and then he could train you how to be better. So I think it'll probably work the same way here. Uh, you it'll be a student that probably already knows some about the game or the sports, which it looks like they're mostly focusing on Rocket League right now, but they might bring in some of the others too. I'm not sure about some of the shooting games because I know we still got a lot of parents that are against games like that because they think that you know it causes more violence amongst young kids if they are exposed to that a lot and um so those may be pushed back for a while but maybe we might see more of those pushed in uh, over time but rocket league is a good innocent one to bring in and they might also bring in some of the more of the fantasy ones like league of legends and stuff like that but we may not see any kind of strike uh, you know call of duty league or any um um, Valorant or in a lot of the other first-person shooters as well, um, you know, Overwatch and stuff like that. We may not see some of those for a little while, but it's great that they started with Rocket League. I'm a big fan of Rocket League. I love watching them, and um, so that would be cool. I really hope I hope that they figure out a way to stream this stuff to the school because I would totally watch it because I want to see kind of how they're doing this stuff and um, seeing how they're working all this out and stuff. So I'm definitely going to pay more attention as time goes on and figure out, you know, how far they're going with this and um, are they going to continue to push this and is is it working? Are parents getting on board? Are students getting on board? You know, blah, 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 blah. And uh, so, yeah, so we'll see where this goes. I'm definitely um, all for this. I'm all in on this. I know some people may be against this because maybe they don't want esports to have so much uh, mainstream attention, but I'm all for it. I think it's awesome that it's finally getting the attention it deserves. I think esports is really cool. And um, it's the way that, like I said, the sports of the future, I think. So, yeah, uh, that's pretty much all I got to say about esports. And so that kind of wraps up the podcast for today. Um, 
So if you want to check out some of my other podcasts, I do have several others. Uh, links will all be in the description in the show notes. Um, you can um, check those out. I also have a YouTube channel. If you want to check that out, uh, link will be in the show notes. Like I said, if you also if you want to check out Zach Ron's uh, Twitch channel or, or Twitch, um, you can uh, check that out. Like I said, it'll be in the show notes. And um, yeah, I think that's pretty much covers everything. Um, yeah, so I am Kevin Emery. This is Internet Exposition, and I'm out. Thank <laughs> you.